You are listening to the Slash and Cast Podcast Network. Enjoy the show. <laughs> Back to the Kill Dev Podcast. I'm your host, Gray. Tonight, I'm joined by my friends. We have Ash. We have Devin. How are we doing tonight? <laughs> I am. I'm fine. I am fantastic. Right? Was that convincing? No, not at all. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna accept it. <laughs> you know what? I, no, I'm glorious. I am glorious. There we go. It is the end of a holiday weekend for people listening in real time. However, it is the beginning of a holiday weekend for us. You guys have any barbecue plans, pyrotechnics, uh, romance? Uh, I'm going to protect my babies, my dogs, from the fireworks because they do not like them at all. Barbecuing, I'm not sure. We don't. I don't care about Fourth of July, anyways. But actually. I'm going to the movies. So, boom. <laughs> what are you going to go see? The Forever Purge. Oh, it is 4th of July. They don't milk that enough, right? <laughs> like, the Purge has been a 4th of July staple. Or not staple, I don't want to say, because it's not back-to-back years. But it does release on 4th of July weekend every time. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that it's... Like, when I think of 4th of July horror movies, it's Return of the Living Dead. Like, I don't and think... I know what you did last summer. Yes. Uh, Marco Estes has quite a celebration coming for Helen. Mm-hmm. But it is not a single purge that ever comes to mind. When I think of holiday movies that I'm going to watch, I'm not like, mm, we're going to watch a purge. Or the forever purge. <laughs> I'm not knocking yeah. you, Ash, because now that you said that, I might go see it on next Monday. Oh. Uh, Want to have some alone time? <laughs> but what about you guys? Any plans for the holiday weekend? Uh, I am going to. I'm going to be heading out of town to to the Burbank area to hang out with a friend of mine for his birthday. Um, Don't get to spade new to your pets. <laughs> 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 and I uh but other than that, I mean I'm like with you, Ash. I don't really celebrate Fourth of July. Um but I will be celebrating having the day off of work and sleeping in and having some ribs. So <laughs> beef or pork <laughs> or vegan. Oh, oh, no, it'll be good old fashioned nasty ass pork ribs. <laughs> Uh, it what sounds kind of delicious. Sauce? What kind of barbecue sauce? Mm-hmm. I think I'll make my own barbecue sauce. Hey, like you know what? I have, to, I have to intervene. I'm sorry. Oh. We, we need to... Mm, I'm Uh-oh. not okay with this. Barbecue <laughs> sauce, I consider a crutch. 
if the meat you were getting only tastes good when you put it in sauce, someone doesn't know how to cook that meat. Damn. And that's not dig at you. I am a staunch believer, and if you do your barbecue correctly, you do not mm. need barbecue sauce whatsoever. Okay. I don't like ribs anyway, so I, I was just asking. <laughs> I'm actually doing something. I, I love sauce. I like my ribs saucy. I like them a little sloppy. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah, it's just that with like some, um, what do you call that, potato salad and beans or something. I like my plate to look just disgusting when I'm done with it. So, Devin, you know what? I'm going to be in Texas in a couple of weeks. I'm going okay. to. Just because it shortens the trip versus Virginia. I'm going to send you some ribs. Sauceless. Okay. I don't think they are a contender for good. They don't have to be the best ribs you've ever had. But good without sauce. I would be remiss. But I will accept your answer. But I want you to try this. Okay. I'll I'll take a slap. Like I, I'm willing to taste taste test. <laughs> Ash, I will send you some after this weekend because you're hey. close. I am down. I am so down for that, Gray. Uh, I I think I just kind of answered what I'm doing. I'm barbecuing <laughs> on Sunday. <laughs> And I, I will now probably go see the first purge on Monday, or Forever Purge. The forever, the Forever Purge. Yeah. Let me know the, what y'all think about it. I wanna... hmm? It's like a cowboy esque type thing. Yeah, I or think this one up. is set in like Me- Mexico or the border okay. of Mexico. I think it's, a, I think it's in Texas or something. Is it like Texas? That. But it, but I know, um, on. I think some of the characters are undocumented, so it that's a part of its structure of the story. I'm so it's, uh, I'll I definitely s- let y'all know, and I'm excited because my sister's gonna go with me, and it's her first horror movie in a movie theater. Oh, that's fun! <laughs> Wait a minute, how old is your sister? She just turned fifteen. And you're going to take, this is going to be her first in theater of horror? Oh, gosh. Okay, I'm waiting. Yes, and I can't wait. Yeah. This is intense. The Purge (laughs) series are intense. Like, they're not, to me, they're not like, they're good films. I own them, but they're not pleasant films. Right. (laughs) So I'm not in the mental state to watch them right now, but maybe in a couple months, (laughs) I can, like, do a Purge marathon. I'm excited because, like, my mom, she's like, when does it come out? I want to go see it. So it's going to be the three of us. And my sister's like, if if it's super scary, I'm just going to hide. I'm like, girl, uh-uh. You got to watch this. You got to let her hide. <laughs> and then I might be taking her to her, ver- her first horror convention. So this is a big summer, okay? The next few weeks are going to be fire, okay? I, I'm, I'm just proud as a big sister that this is happening. This is so cool. This is a big summer for you, Ash. I know. You know what I didn't realize, because I'm just Googling it while you guys are talking, is that Mm. it's not a continuation from the first Purge. I thought they were going to continue with the prequel aspect, but uh, looks like it's going to be a sequel to the last Purge, technically, which is election year. Mm. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like the final Purge, I think, like or something like that. We'll see. 
Let they me know how the movie is. Yet. <laughs> in due time. Yeah. It's not it's never over until they make the mistake. <laughs> or is it is it a mistake? Are you calling Leprechaun in space a mistake, Craig? Mm. I would call Hellraiser in space a mistake. I uh, love Hellraiser Yes, I love that movie. <laughs> uh, but other than that, I, I, Leprechaun's fine. Obviously, you know I'm a Jason X fan, so mm-hmm. it's one of those things. But not every Cube is the only futuristic space uh, horror movie franchise, even that I would consider acceptable. Under space terms. Why didn't Freddy ever go to space? We had this discussion on Grey Matter, actually. Think about Freddy in space being... You're stuck in cryostasis. You know how long of a nightmare Oh, that? gosh. Years of trying to elude Freddy. That being said... Uh, the guys that joined me for that episode are very into someone writing the sequel. So, Devin, yeah. if you want to do that, we're here for it. All right, final draft. Let me re-download you. Let me <laughs> crank this script out. You know what? I may have paid for a version of Final Draft at one point in my life. Like, I'm do this. Oh. <laughs> so you're like, I, you're like, I don't do this at all? Why am I paying for this? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I wrote one very, 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 very horrible. I reread it at one point. It's like a 30, 40 page script <laughs> for a movie. And it's like, oh, wow. I, this or text ruined uh, grammar. <laughs> I wrote a script. I mean, this is like, oh, gosh, I'm dating myself now. It was like 20 years ago. But I dated a script or wrote a script for a Last House and Left remake. Oh, and it actually came out very similar to the official Last House on the Left remake. Like, really? Yeah, <laughs> I should have sold that. Wow, that is—I don't even know where it is. Yeah. What was the um, drive behind you wanted to remake such a tough movie? I thought it'd be easy, actually. Okay. Yeah, it's just a revenge story, and um, with these eccentric characters. I don't think I strayed that far from the original film. I think I, I'm more so. We're talking something I wrote like 20 years ago, so I'm trying to remember now. But I know I updated a few things and lessened some of the sexism or misogyny that was in the movie. Like I don't think any of the girls were raped in my version. Um, okay. But yeah. I yeah. can never watch that movie again. Like the original, I think I've only watched it one time, and then the remake, I've probably seen twice or i've seen it fully once and i saw seen parts of it but i can't i can't do it i have seen the remake more than the original at this point mm-hmm. i don't know I what that says about on tv but... a lot i think we can um like stop showing on-screen rape <laughs> in an attempt to be provocative so i'm happy that like a reversal of the rape revenge story. It's like a promising young woman are getting greater prominence and, and more attention because we don't need to see a poor actress pretend to be traumatized for an extended period of time just to show how, you know, how, how, um, I don't know, 
powerful the movie is. Mm-hmm. I don't disagree with you. Thank you. <laughs> Ash, why don't you give us some horror news? I don't have any. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it's been a pretty good week and a couple of days in horror. Y'all, we were blessed with the trailer for Halloween Kills. We were? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, by the time this episode releases, it's been like, what, a week and a half or two weeks since the trailer officially dropped? Yeah, about that. Yeah. And I'm I'm so excited for this movie. Even though there's a lot of criticism on about the the trailer having too many spoilers and blah blah blah, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. And I was trying to avoid the trailer because yeah, everyone's like there's spoilers, but it's like no, I I couldn't fight it. I had to watch it, and I'm so glad I did. And I'm here I for like it. Like to ask people, what did it spoil? Because I don't, I maintain that it did not spoil anything. I didn't think so either. They're like, oh, you can see which of the which of the main characters is going to get killed. I'm like, who? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I was I was one of the critics of the of the trailer. <laughs> oh, okay. Because I tweeted, I said I loved Halloween Kills because I felt like I watched <laughs> the movie. Um, I, I don't think it gave major plot points away, but just the certain things of how Michael escaped from the fire, like that was given away. Um, yeah. Some of the deaths were given away. It's, just, it's you know, I know pe- a lot of people don't watch trailers for horror movies because they do tend to be very spoilery. I don't really fall in that category. I just I love the construction of a trailer and 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 how it represents a movie. But even for me, I said, damn, that's a lot that they're giving away in the film. I'm still gonna see it, and I'm hoping that what was spoiled in the film is small compared to what's actually in the film. Yeah, so. that's what I was thinking. I think I said that to you guys in the group chat. I was like, maybe there's a possibility that what we see in a trailer is not going to actually happen because that tends to happen a lot with trailers. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this was yeah. in the trailer, but it wasn't in the final cut. But Yeah, look at the oh. mutants. Oh, sorry. I mean, I think that there are some things Devin especially what for me I took Michael how he gets out of the house is a step closer to not mystifying him I think in traditional horror movies he would just be out but for them to even explain how he got out is a different direction than we've seen in the franchise. So that part like made me happy as far as like, oh, we're actually going to explain this and give a practical reason. You know, Lori does later say with each kill, he ascends deeper into immortality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like that voiceover as well, because we don't know when she says that. To me, it was indicative of she's going to be the new Loomis. So it's like, she's the person that knows Michael the most. She'll be the Oracle and Mm. pass the torch to her dear daughter, Karen, and a young Allison who dates assholes. Uh 
tell you, when I saw that boyfriend that trailer, I was like, ooh, and I hope he gets it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, why is he alive? Like, <laughs> it's like Cameron should not be here. Y'all hate him. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know. There's no point to his character. Like, damn. there is, but. It's when, it wasn't the fact that he was alive. It's when you see her, him, and her dad, Lonnie, in the car together. I was like, oh, not only is he alive, but she forgave him? She forgave him? Wow. <laughs> like, I guess you didn't learn anything, huh? Yeah. I was just like, okay, Allison, you do you. You're in high school. You'll learn. I'm excited I... that we have one more movie after this. Like, ooh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I am the most hyped for it. it. Even when we get a second trailer, it's not going to discourage me. I will probably watch this movie at least ten times before the year's over. <laughs> Minimum. Yeah, I mean, like, despite my earlier comment about there being too many spoilers, I would rather the trailer have too many spoilers than them to misrepresent the film and put in scenes that are not in the final product. This is a Blumhouse film, after all. I mean, we remember what they did with Paramount Activity 3. Like, the trailers that they showed us from Paramount yeah. Activity 3 were not the movie. And I'm like, well, that's a big ripoff. But, um... Oh, yeah, and even with Halloween 2018, like, they completely took out the scene where Lori and Michael fight hand-to-hand, like, in the yard. Yeah. Which was part of the trailer, or the first trailer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they completely omitted it. As well as... You know, I like the idea of that we know, or they've been open with, there are flashback sequences in this film. We naturally assume, spoiler alert for anyone that's sensitive or didn't want to hear this, <laughs> we naturally assume a flashback has to be 78, right? But yeah. however, this film does pick up from the same Halloween night. And in the trailer, we see what is possibly Julian's parents murdered, with the season of the witch mask. Mm-hmm. And we know from Halloween 2018, Michael already passed those kids earlier in the night. So it's easy to presume that that could be a flashback sequence of when Michael killed those kids on top of Julian's parents, to even put the mask on them. And there's a bigger spoiler alert that I will leave out. Like, whoopsie. <laughs> all right. So we also got, we were blessed with the trailer for Candyman. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. I just I was, I don't know which movie I'm more excited for, Candyman or Halloween Kills. I don't know. But I feel like the Candyman trailer just got me 10 times hyped. Yeah. I do like it, but then it left me lingering. Because spiritual sister successor i forget the way they marketed it right but we assume um that it's following daniel robitaille exactly however his backstory got an update now he was this person that put razor blades in candy so is it to me i'm like are we getting the Full legacy of every Candyman, or are we course correcting the original Candyman? Here's what I think. I think it's 
they're going to acknowledge. I, th- I think Daniel Robitaille is real within this universe, and the Candyman from like the, whatever happened in Part One officially happened, and what's mm-hmm. going on in this one because they even mentioned this in the first one that bad people do bad things all the time and blame it on the Candyman. So I wonder if they're going to talk about the mythology of how Candyman is used, at, you know, as a manifestation for real life crimes from real criminals. But there's this real evil that actually exists. I'm wondering if it's going to be something like that. Mm, I like that. I really, I got to, okay, confession time. And this is between the three of us. Don't tell anybody I said this. But when um, the first trailer for Candyman came out, I said, this looks fine. <laughs> like, that was my reaction. Like, it looked okay. It was fine. I liked, I liked what I saw, but it, I wasn't that hyped about it. Um, but this new trailer got me super hyped. It was just, it was crafted really well. It gave more of the of the world that the, these characters lived in. I felt it was less gimmicky than the first trailer that used the mm-hmm. Destiny's Child song. Like, I don't know why that's becoming a thing now where they're <laughs> reinterpreting these pop songs for hard yeah. movies. But um, I I was really impressed with this later with this later tra- latest trailer, and I love the fact that this movie is going to have some major queer representation in it too. Shit, mm-hmm. just take all my money, take all my money. <laughs> and I love how like Mia. Okay, I know the movie's not out yet; we haven't seen it, but you could tell Mia put her. I, I think I've said this before. She put her heart and soul into this project. She was handed this assignment. She understood it and more. Like she, she is definitely someone I'm going to keep my eyes on. I'm I'm impressed by her work already, mm-hmm. and I love how she's taking the 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 story of Candyman, and she's like putting like the issues that are going on today. Like she's applying that into the the issues that are going on today. Like it's just, ugh. yeah. She's opening people's eyes. Tony Todd recently gave, I don't know if it was recently gave an interview, but I, I read an interview recently where they were breaking down his proposed script for Candyman 4. Um, and I knew this was in the works for a while, but it was supposed to be set at a, at an all-girls school in New England. Um, of course, some girl discovers she's a descendant of Candyman or something. But in this film he's a real person like he manifests himself into a real person and he's a professor at this college Ooh. and he has one arm i'm glad that that version didn't happen <laughs> i'm yeah. glad that they're sort of like retconning um some of the more problematic nature um of the franchise with this film at least it appears that they're they're fixing some of that so nia take my money <laughs> and we still haven't seen Tony Todd in the trailers yet. I love that. Yes, let it be a secret. I love it. I thought his reflection is in the first trailer we got last year in like the cop car. Oh, that's right. Huh. But that's not right. an official close up of him. Right. Oh, I can't wait. Something tells me I'm going to be in my feelings when I'm in the theater watching this movie. I think probably it's going to be a mixture of like, this is my first Candyman movie that I'm seeing in theaters. Aww. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, everyone's like, I'll just watch it at home, video on demand. I'm like, no, I need to experience this. 
Yeah, no, this is a film, if you could see it in theaters, see it in theaters. And I'm not one to normally say something like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so I... Oh, go ahead, sorry. No, I was just thinking, I, I had never even imagined watching this at home, even last year. <laughs> like, I remember it was supposed to come out in September, I was like, this is something I will brave the theater for. Yeah, I was getting ready to rent out the whole theater <laughs> just so I could see this movie. Mm-hmm. Like all I need is like ten friends, so I don't <laughs> even know theater. if they kept that, but like nowadays a hundred dollars for a theater of myself on a Friday night, worth it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yes. Put my feet up. I don't have to worry about people talking or breathing. <laughs> yes. I, I I did I tell you guys about this? I went to go watch Cruella and uh this it was a woman. She was FaceTiming in the theater oh in the middle gosh. of the movie. I'm like, w- w- you FaceTime so someone can see you sitting in the dark? I don't understand. How can you even see the part? Okay. That is oh so my gosh. That reminds me of when, well, when I went to see one of the Avengers, Infinity War, that film. And the guy next to me was like on the edge of the seat, and he was just like mouth me like, <sighs> ew. <laughs> and the only time I did like I was able to drown out the noise was like when there was like a loud action sequence, and I just kept looking. I'm like, bruh. <laughs> yeah, that's a little off putting. Just close I'll... your mouth. <laughs> I was done. My mother and her friend went to see that movie Hustlers with J Lo in the theaters, and they said there was a guy. It wasn't. A, it was a practically empty theater. It was like the two of them and some other dude, like, not with them, like, you know, seated down front. And they said he was masturbating in the theater <gasps> to the movie. <laughs> what, to Hustlers? To Hustlers. First of all, I don't remember there being much scene. nudity. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. There was barely any nudity in a movie. You saw a pair of titties, but, I mean, he was probably going at it with the J-Lo scene. So. But, like, why do that in public where there's two women near you? Huh. Yeah, that's not a Tarantino theater. What is he thinking? <laughs> People do their asses beat sometimes. That's all. Wow. I just had my first martini, so <laughs> buckle up. <clears throat> all right, Ash, what else do we have? All right, so one, one more piece of news. I feel like all the news I have is just trailers, but don't. The trailer for Don't Breathe 2 came out. And I'm excited for this, of course, because you got fine-ass Silver Fox looking, Stephen Lang back in this movie looking fine. <laughs> he can destroy me if he wants. Oh I'm, I'm willing. I'm but anyways. I did not watch it at all. I saw you guys talking about it in Slack, but it is not something that, like, doesn't sound like Evil Dead 2 to me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. I, well, I, I was one of the pe- person like that really wanted the Evil Dead 2 movie, but I'm kind of glad we're getting the Don't Breathe 2, and since you haven't seen the trailer, it's like the script is flipped, so you're actually rooting for the blind man to win. So, it's... Yeah. I can't tell, like... Like, there's a little girl, I can't tell that's like like a, a friend or something like that. I couldn't really figure that out. I need to watch the trailer again, but he's close with the little girl and she gets kidnapped by the like 
a group of guys who are like trying to break into the blind man's house because they're like, oh, we heard he got money or something like that. We need to like break into his house. Well, they kidnapped the girl and, and blind man's like, uh-uh, y'all done effed up now. I'm about to come after y'all. <laughs> so you're following him going after these guys and trying to get the girl back. And yeah, so you're actually rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Unlike the original film. Well then, maybe uh, I'll I'll give it a gander later on. It um it looks good. I don't think I'm in a rush to see it in theaters, um, but it looks good. It looks entertaining, and I'm I I'm actually happy that there is a sequel to an original film that's not based on an existing franchise. You know what I mean? Like it's sounds like the start of a new franchise. So mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah, that's all I that, got. That comes out August twenty August seventh. Or the thirteenth. That's Candyman. Oh, that's can- okay. I'm gonna say, wait a minute. Whoops, my bad. I feel like a lot of these movies are coming out in August, so I'm gonna have my dates mixed up. August thirteenth. If I'm not, if memory serves, I'm just going strictly off memory. I gotta look this up on IMDb. I felt like the first one came on August thirteenth as well. Oh. Well, it has been forever long, so that could be right. Don't breathe. <sighs> Who was that? Clap. It's Britney, bitch. Aww. Aww. All right, well, I can't find it, but I feel like it did come out August 13th of 2016. Yeah, oh, August 26th. Damn it, I was off by... You were halfway there. Yeah. Was it 2016 that came out? Yeah, it doesn't seem that long ago. Jeez. Okay. (laughs) I don't know why that kind of pissed me off. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. (laughs) But yeah, that's all I have for news. I'm not going to keep on dragging it out. (laughs) Well, I'm going to ask you guys a question and get your opinion. Question? Yesterday, the king of horror... King. Oh, I didn't mean to do that on purpose. Stephen King stated the worst horror movie he's ever seen. <laughs> Can you guys guess what the movie was? Ash, I think you will be the closest if you had to go into this blindly because it's exactly. more up your alley. Really? You said Stephen King? Yeah. I feel like I saw this on Twitter. I can't remember. The worst horror movie he's ever seen. Was it Joyride 2? Oh! Wow. Uh, no, he's probably never watched that. I'll, gi- I'll give you a hint for time's sake. It was before 1965. Oh, uh, Blood Feast. Yes. Because I remember reading it. I actually own that movie. <laughs> what's, wait, what's Blood Feast? The 1963 film by Herschel Gordon Lewis. Mm-hmm. Uh, most notable for the Racism. gore that's involved. The gore. No one. <laughs> uh, come on. It's 63. No one's going to acknowledge the racism. <laughs> uh, but he is credited with in- inventing the subgenre of Splatterfest or gore or whatever. Um, so even though this movie gave quite a contribution to the horror genre as we know it now. 
Stephen King's not a fan. Streaming on Tubi. <laughs> oh, look at you, Ash, on point. <laughs> yeah, for some reason, I decided to go on Amazon like two years ago and like buy his collection. I don't know why. I was just like, oh. It was How much was it? It was, I think I got three or four DVDs. I think I probably spent almost 30. I can't remember. I got to look back. That's not bad. I don't know how much it goes for now, but Scream Factory has his box set. It was $75, I think, when I saw it. Mm. It's probably more than that now, because this was definitely pre-COVID. Oh, okay. We should review his movies. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Yeah, we could do one. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. <laughs> yeah, for the next uh, Patrick Henry Day, we'll do a Gordon Herschel Gordon Lewis film. Mm-hmm. Because What's Virginia has uh, the lieutenant governor of Virginia decided that slave owner Patrick uh, Henry needed his own holiday on June twenty. Oh. Okay. When are you going uh, back to Texas? <laughs> What's how sad is that? Is that better? Like, <laughs> when are you move back to Texas, where it's more progressive? <laughs> Austin, it's progressive. Not Austin, Texas at all, but it is fine. You know what? The Oh, never mind. The limited edition set is $400 on Amazon. Wait, how much? $400. Oh, no. But it looks like they did a reissue last year, and you can find that at Target for $60. (laughs) That's okay. So, Mm. you're probably fine with the reissue, because like I've told you guys, I rarely do anything with the posters or lithograms that come with stuff, or CDs. It's all about the movies for the most part for me. I'm not that great of a collector to where I frame them or do something special with them or even sell them. I probably have over 20 posters in a closet somewhere. Not doing shit. Um, We'll talk after this because I have some (laughs) ideas. (laughs) Fair. I just need a list of your inventory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until then, let's get on to the main event. As you guys know, before you clicked on this, we are covering Joyride 1 and Joyride 2. Didn't have enough time to make it a trilogy, nor should you ever watch Part 3. I don't think it adds anything to your life. Sure, mm-hmm. shit didn't add anything to mine. But if you're completist, I understand. I just need you to go into this with finding it for free first. Ash, <laughs> do you have to know where you can find Joyride 2? It just felt like you read our entire audience. Just I know. I just... <laughs> Wait, what did you say? I feel like you just read our entire audience just now. Oh. <laughs> that I that was impressive. I'm I'm okay. Coming out. Oh, hot. Damn. <laughs> All righty. So, what was the question? <laughs> um, Joyride three. I'm sure it's streaming somewhere for three ninety nine or less. You're correct. Mm. Um, oh. but the first joyride 
it, by the time this episode is out, it was streaming on Tubi, but it's ex- no longer on there, but it is streaming on Pluto TV. Pluto. Hey, I, really quick, I just discovered a hack if you have Roku, and everybody in the free world probably knew this except for me, but there's a search button on Roku, and you just type in the movie you want, and it tells you exactly what app it's on, and if there's a cost. Yeah. Or did everybody already know that? <laughs> I don't have Roku, but I mean, Apple TV's that way. It'll search all your apps and let you know if you have it. Oh, okay. So I'm late to the game. All right, never mind. Well, no, because that's Roku. I, that's a whole different demographic of people who own <laughs> Roku instead of Apple products. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Ash, I cut you off. No, you're fine. I'm proud of you, though. Thank you. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> Joyride 2001, the thriller, I want to almost say action thriller, uh, directed by John Dahl, written by Clay Tarver and J.J. Abrams, starring one young Steve Zahn, Paul Walker, and Lele Sobieski. I had to Google this, because I realized after watching this, I have not seen that woman in anything I'm like, what happened to her? Does she have an untimely death? Does she retire? And it looks like she peaked. Just simple as that. Nineties, early two thousands was her time. And then, well, was... you know what happened? Helen oh, no. taking her roles. <gasps> oh, I thought you were about to say a wine scene thing, and I was going to feel really bad. <laughs> I hope that's not what it was. <laughs> You mean to tell me she, Lena Sobieski, and Helen Hunt do not look like twin sisters? They do. I I think that was a thing back in the day. Like, I remember that sounds very familiar. Yeah. That was her downfall. Fair. I mean, it happens to somebody. Not everybody. Mm-hmm. But somebody. <laughs> This movie starts with uh, two brothers rekindling each... Rekindling. (laughs) (laughs) Paul Walker picks up Steve from jail, and they go on a cross-country trip from Colorado to Devin's old stomping grounds, New Jersey, which they play a practical prank on a truck driver and thinks that it's no big deal. That's pretty much it, the basis of this story. I think, for me, when I first watched this movie, I thought it was a little long. Mm-hmm. And I know in real life it's not a little long. It's just the story needs more work in hindsight. Because you have this, hey, we did something messed up. You murdered someone. We tell the police. But the story keeps going. And then you're like, hey, we have this run-in with you. But then we think we're fine. We go pick up my girlfriend and the story keeps going. And then, hey, you kidnapped my girlfriend. We find my girlfriend. But then you kidnap my brother. Story keeps going. And then a reveal of, hey, I also took your girlfriend's roommate, who I didn't even recognize by the end of the film because you only see her for like two seconds. Mm-hmm. So it just lacked. <laughs> and this was like 2001 me. I was just like, what happened? I like the bromance going on. Um, yeah. But I was, 
that was young me. Now me, I can just enjoy this movie, chop up the popcorn, and hang in there for the ride. But Ash, I'll put you on the spot. Yes. Do you remember your first time watching this movie versus you're watching it for this episode? Okay. So first time watching this, I remember my mom bought the VHS tape. Yes, the VHS. Did she make it a blockbuster night? <laughs> no, I think we just like we just straight up bought the movie from Walmart, oh, okay. and she because that was when like Walmart had like the five dollar VHS tapes. Uh, I lived for that. But anyways, so she bought it, and we was watching it, and I remember I was terrified because I mean I was a kid, my cousins and I we we, we used to have walkie talkies, and we used to mess around with the channels. And have a little fun. So then you see me watching this movie, and you see the brothers doing the same thing, and they're pretty much it's pretty much like a cat and mouse game with like deadly prizes. And I'm just like, oh gosh, no! <laughs> <laughs> like Rusty Nail's gonna come and get me. So <laughs> I just remember being terrified of this film, and like never grasping on to some of the dialogue and all that stuff because I mean I'm just a kid I'm not going to pay attention to that mm-hmm. now that I'm older watching it I do like the film I do like seeing the jiggly booties but I did have some issues with some of the dialogue and I felt like the uh, character of Vena did nothing for me I was actually annoyed by her character mm. but- but yeah, but like we said, the movie is, I, I do feel like the movie is a little too long, but it's not a bad film. And there was like, I'm like, I think it was like beginning of the film. It's like Venna and Lewis are talking and their conversation was just so dull. I'm like, okay, where's this going? And, it's, and she just kept saying like, you know, you know, yeah, I took my test, you know, like she kept saying, you know. Like, where is she from? I'm confused. Like, but I was just, I was really annoyed with her character. Mm -hmm. But overall, I like the movie. Devin, what say you? Yeah, I mean, I pretty much agree with Ash. I mean, the first time I saw the movie, um, I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed looking at Paul Walker. He was so pretty. But the and I like the fact that the film was presented as um, it, it was marketed as a regular teen horror film, but the react but the actual film itself is a, has a little bit of nuance to it. it. It's not slasher heavy. It, there's not a lot of blood and guts. There's not a lot of the the typical tropes that you see in a slasher film. Um, to Ash's point, I agree with you. I did not like I did not like Finna. I didn't like her purpose in the movie. Um, even her roommate it just it just felt like they had to have a woman in that in this dynamic without giving her much substance. Um, but I did love the chemistry between Paul Walker and Steve Zahn. Um, Taylor Vine's voice, as Rusty knows, is still creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry he wasn't in the sequels. Um, <laughs> but some of the kills were good. I will say though, I couldn't help but compare this movie to another movie we just watched, The Hitcher, which is another yeah. horror film that takes place in the road. You're doing the cat and mouse killer on the road. But with The Hitcher, it felt more tight. Like, there wasn't a lot of exposition that was given. There wasn't a lot of 
I don't say character development, but there wasn't a lot of uh, filler. Whereas in, mm-hmm. in, in Joyride, I felt like there was some filler. Like this movie, it's not a long movie, but it could be shorter. Yeah. That was, yeah. But I, 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 I liked it. I know, like, <laughs> I know, like, with the character of Vena, I can see why she was there. Because as we see in the movie, the brothers, Fuller and Lewis, their relationship is strained. Lewis is like college freshman. He's on a scholarship. He's trying to do him. And then um, Fuller, he's in and out of jail, just causing trouble. So then you bring along Venna's character, where it's pretty much implied that her and Lewis have a budding romance. Like they have crushes on each other, but they're like afraid to say it. And then, like, you have Fuller stepping into the scene, like, oh, wow, she has grown up. Like, I'm going to go after her. So it's like they're the two brothers are trying to build up their relationship, but it's starting to get pulled away because you have a female character and they're both wanting to be with her. So I can see it, but at the same time, I just was not feeling it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's where the character development is definitely lazy, right? Because it's not even like they imply that Fuller is going to try to hook up with her, but like he doesn't even get that implicit kiss or make out session or whatever before things escalate like why even bother doing that like uh yeah you can go drinking with your boyfriend's older brother and and not have to be sexual right yeah i didn't like the whole subplot with her being a potential triangle and 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 unfortunately that was the only purpose her character served in this film was to be the object of affection between these two and even then that that plot didn't really go anywhere it didn't really help elevate the story it just and it also made Fuller look, Steve Zahn's character look just more desperate <laughs> than what mm-hmm. he should have. Like Lily Sobieski, she's I know we joked about her career is kind of you know not as hot now, but she's she's a legitimately good actress, so she deserved more. Right, and then fun fact, Lily actually ended up filming two different romantic interludes with one like one with Steve and then one with Paul. And they actually cut both scenes. Oh, well, then that makes more sense now as to why that feels disjointed. Mm -hmm. Because I I, I look at things otherwise, like the ice truck driver chasing them for no reason other than he left his MasterCard. But there was like no reason for him to leave his MasterCard. It was right there. And he even signed the old school credit card thing. I forgot <laughs> all about that. The swipe. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't know you uh, didn't have credit for days on that method. <laughs> Carbon copies. The good old days. Uh, uh, but the same thing. It's like, I'm going to chase you down in an ice truck because you forgot your credit card. Come on, guys. And only so that we'd have that reveal later that Rusty Nail's not dead. It was um, not satisfying. Yeah, I mean, it's it's overall, it's a good film. It's just not grounded in reality, <laughs> which is yeah. fine, which is fine. But it's there's a lot of set pieces that just aren't organic and, and create a cohesive natural film. But it's stylish. I'll give it that. It's very stylish. 
there's definitely a competent director at hand here. So I have a question for the both of you. Okay. Would would you mess around with the walk? What was it called? The radio? CB radio. CB radio. Yeah. Hell no. <laughs> what about you, Gray? I don't think I've tried to trick a truck driver into thinking I'm some luscious woman named Candy Cane. Um, yeah, but can. I do remember playing on CB radios when I was younger. Yes, like, that's, but not that's like setting thing. someone up. More like entertaining myself and my friend. Yeah, I mean that's a scary thing, and it's like it's just the simple fact. I mean, truck drivers think about it; they're on the road for hours, days at end, and like I mean, they're human. They get lonely. They're going to want to have some fun and all that stuff. So the simple fact that you're messing with them. It's gonna piss somebody off, so I'm not surprised by any of this. But it's just, <laughs> well, I was just like, "Come on, like, come on, fooler, really? You just yeah. got out of jail and you starting shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, you didn't learn your lesson." Yeah. But, and yeah. I think we almost got Sylvester Stallone to play Rusty Nail. I would have loved just for Ted Levine to come out full Buffalo Bill and reveal his face. Like, as Buffalo Bill. Like, this is what he's been doing. (laughs) He has a very impactful voice. He does. He really does. And it was missing in the sequels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. I forget who did it in part three, but by... Or part two, but by the time we get to part three, it's Ken Kersinger from Friday Thirteenth Fame. Oh, he's the voice. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was Mark I don't know. Gibbon in the second one. No clue who that is. He's actually he's he's he looks fine, but he was um he was in the live action uh fairy godparents movie. <laughs> I've definitely never seen that. Um, (laughs) you're not missing much Um, (laughs) let me see because I know he's in something that we're going to be like oh Uh, Chronicles of Riddick Man of Steel oh I think I've seen Chronicles of Riddick that's the uh, Vin Diesel movie where he wears the glasses or whatever yeah Yeah. Pitch Black sequel that he's Uh, he's threatening us with a new sequel yeah (laughs) Yeah, he's been in a lot of things, but... I don't know who his stunt double is, but good on him for being so old and active. (laughs) That's all I can say. He is a good-looking man. Okay. Vin Diesel or Mark? Well, both, but I was was talking about Mark just now. Let me see if he's on Instagram. (laughs) So what were your thoughts on... um... Gosh, the scene at the motel with the rude customer that pretty much gets it. They played the prank on Rusty Nail as Candy Cane and tricked him into going to this to the wrong hotel room or motel room. Did that character deserve it? Or Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, I agree too. Yeah, I mean, once you start using racist epithets or in disrespecting service employees, like you know, you're pretty much dead to me. Um, 
But I do, I, and I, I get why Steve Zahn's character, why he was motivated to, to you know, set up this fake date between Rusty Nails and this, and his, and the rude guy at the motel who was in the room next door to him. I get that from his character, but I also under, wouldn't want to want to know like, well, how did you think this was going to play out? Like, what did you think was going to happen in the long run? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, it sets up the movie, and it's fine yeah it works and they're not bad in Cezanne and Paul Paul Walker characters they're not bad people I mean they eventually try to work with the police and I think they owned up to everything and you know what happened but um, yeah I mean they're just dumb kids yeah but Rusty Nels go, goes from a regular guy to like a supernatural killer like very quickly <laughs> well, I'm like how did he get away with that's the one thing with like his character. I'm just like, how do you get away with these things? Yeah. But at the same time, it's like it makes you think that he already have stuff planned out, like, okay, if this happens, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. Like, was he already a disturbed person? And this was and just the cherry on top? Yeah, that's what I was wondering, especially when we get into the sequels. It's you know, like, was he already this maniacal killer or did this one act just set him off and he just lost it this you know over the span for this one movie but if they're going to sequelize this movie i guess we should go with the idea that he's already disturbed he's done this before it just doesn't seem like that in this movie <laughs> so it's weird to watch him go from what we see as a normal guy to is superhuman, like, within a span of 90 minutes. Yeah. But I agree. It's still kept me entertained. I guess that's what counts. Well, I'm glad that that film kept you entertained, because once we get into <laughs> Joyride 2, the 2008 film, or no, I'm sorry, full title, Joyride 2, Dead Ahead. Oh, 2008. <laughs> I watched the unrated version. I'm not sure what guys or what version you guys watch, or if there's even a rated version. I don't know. This was definitely direct video. Okay. Uh, directed by Lewis Monroe, written by James Robert Johnston, Bennett Yellen, and Clay Trevar. Stars one Nikki Alcox, Nick Zano, and Laura mm. Jordan. I remember watching this film. Way back, back in the day, back when you remember when um I forget the production company like Eight Films to Die For. Yes, yes. <laughs> I love them. <laughs> like I remember going to get one of those films that particular year, and this was like next to it. Uh, and I was like, oh well, all those are checked out. I'll get this. It was a DVD, in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> and the good news is, is I was just as disappointed then as I was today. <laughs> when I it. Devin, since Ash went first last time, I'm going to let her keep going. What were your initial thoughts, Ash? Alrighty. So I first watched this. Um, I can't remember. It was like I either rented it from the library or Redbox. I can't remember it. But 
first thoughts, I I think I liked it my first time watching it. There is one kill that I enjoy and I'm actually glad it happens. And I feel the same way right now. <laughs> I think I probably, I watched this. The main reason why I got this movie is because I've seen the first one. It's horror. And they have Nick Zano. Come, mm, come on. <laughs> but um, I didn't have any issues with it at all my first time viewing it. Okay. But right now, now that I'm older, I've had I have issues. I, mm, I, 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 yeah, I have issues. <laughs> <laughs> the acting, the super loud, obnoxious back ground music that was playing throughout the whole movie was getting on my nerves. I was annoyed with uh, Rusty Nail's voice. I was just, I was annoyed with this film and I found myself being bored with it and couldn't wait for it to be over with. But, yeah, but I sat through it for like a second viewing because my mom wanted to watch it and I was getting even more annoyed with it. <laughs> <laughs> So what about you, Devin? I've always gotten the wrong turn. No, I'm sorry. What's this movie? Joyride 2 <laughs> and, <laughs> and Vacancy 2 mixed up. I don't know why. I think they came out around the same time. Um, and my reaction to both are, eh, they exist. You know, <laughs> I, I feel like Nick Zanel deserved better than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he really does. But then on his IMDb page, like, one of his biggest acting roles that's like the first thing you see is uh, Final Destination 4. So that leads me to believe he should not be any more horror sequels because the horror sequels that he is in um, are, yeah, are, are not good at all. Um, I, I don't like this movie. I, I really, really hated the characters, all of them, but especially um, the not Nick Zano guy. Nick. <laughs> the other dude. Nick. <laughs> Is that what they make? Okay. Yes, I, with a K, just N-I-K. I, I fucking hated that character so yes. much. And I don't understand why that character was written the way he was written. Like, there has to be something that the audience can grab onto with these characters that to identify with or to connect with or just to feel bad when they're being tortured. And, spoiler alert, but when he is being tortured and killed, I said, good. I didn't, I didn't do that for him at all. <laughs> I could just picture you sitting on a couch like, good for you. Yeah, good for, good for you, Rusty <laughs> Nails. You should have did this shit earlier. You know? Yeah, um, his... something... Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? Oh, no, I was just saying, I, his character was just, it was like nails on a chalkboard. And then while watching this film, I was like, damn, this movie is so dated. I mean, him and the sister met through MySpace. Oh gosh. My space. And that's that's the problem when movies try to be current is <laughs> they get dated super fast. That was one of the things that was kind of like a treat for me in this. Mentioning MySpace or YouTube in its infancy. Um and Google. I think they mentioned all three. Oh really? This sm- but yeah, I thought I didn't hate this movie. I really didn't. But it's also I don't like this movie and I don't recommend it. There's some there's one element I will give this movie 
very slight praise for over the first one is that the first film, probably because they had a really competent director, took itself seriously. With this one, they did not take themselves seriously. And I think that's the, the biggest strength of this film. Um, I didn't even feel like the kills were that effective. They were just, like, nasty and rude. I, I think this yeah. also came out around when when torture porn was a big thing as well, so they were inspired by that. Um, but don't make me watch this movie again, y'all. Like, don't <laughs> no, make I'm, me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm right good. <laughs> like, y'all rude as hell for making me watch this today. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure you picked the movie. <laughs> I, I did. I did. Oh. Oh. I'll admit it. Oh. <laughs> so I was like, wait a minute. I... How did we get here? Because <laughs> I wanted to do like a like a summer theme like episode, like road trip of hell, like movies. We should have did European vacation or something. This oh, Lord. Was... <laughs> this and the... awful. You know, and I, then... I never read oh. the synopsis. <laughs> After their car breaks down in the desert, four friends try to find their way back to civilization while trying to escape Rusty Nail's bloody wrath. Hmm. Wait, desert? They're just in in Vegas. What are you talking about trying to get back to civilization? This movie is awful. That's funny because I I find it funny how they were struggling to find a place or a phone when their car broke down. But right when they get the car, they were able to. How did they find a morgue that fast? Mm. How did they get out of the desert that fast? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how, she, how do y'all know she, where y'all was going? She clipped the, the finger off the girl. This movie is stupid. I also, <laughs> like, <laughs> you have uh, Nikki, Nikki Acock stripping for some dude. Which I'm I, I'm sure I don't remember seeing the previews for this movie, but I'm pretty sure her strip tease was used heavily in the marketing materials for this movie. Um, just do better, y'all. This is so early two thousands. We talked every day for the past five months. We have a webcam. I was like, oh man, did we used to say webcam? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'll talk to you about that offline. But yeah, that was <laughs> this was some shit, y'all. Yeah, it really was. Like, there's not a. Oh, it's interesting, right? Because this still spawned a sequel, right? And it wasn't that great either. No, I mean you're right about that, but it's like it wasn't a back-to-back sequel. I don't know offhand what time Joy Ride Three came out. But I want to say Joyride 3 came out within the last five or six years. Such, let me see. So to go from 08 to like 20... 2014. Okay. I suck at math, but... <laughs> I know I've seen Joyride 3, but I don't remember there, remember it at all. Were there any attractive guys in the movie? Let me see. Yeah, but the movie was horrible. Oh, Jesse Hutch from Freddy vs. Jason. Okay. Oh, and like you said, Kurt or Ken Kersinger, also from Freddy vs. Jason. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not enough to get me to watch the movie again, but whatever. No. Go off. No. <laughs> um, 
So I guess it does have its fan base, but as I believe one of you had the tongue slip before, I'd rather watch any entry in Wrong Turn. Oh, yeah, that was me. Okay. <laughs> My bad. No, I mean, <laughs> I think you said it because it's along the lines of Wrong Turn, except we're not in the backwoods. We're just on open road. And they're lost, which it just again doesn't make sense to me when they're like just just outside of Vegas. <laughs> and all this could have easily be, been avoided had not Nick broke into Rusty Nail's house being stupid. That's right. And I'm not saying they should have been tortured and killed, but I also get his motivation in this movie, Rusty Nail's <laughs> motivation. Because somebody broke into my house and destroyed shit and then stole my car, I'm going to be pissed off. And I'm I'm out for blood. No, I don't have, I, I can't, I'm not the type of person who's going to murder somebody. But if I were Rusty Nails, yeah, that seems on brand. Oh, this is just not the greatest film. And just like what uh, Nick Zanel's character, Bobby, said, why can't we just fly to Las Vegas? <laughs> you know, in so many words, I blame J.J. Abrams for this. So I don't understand. Or the first thing I'm aware that he's done in my life is Armageddon. So with that being said, he went from Armageddon to Joyride to Felicity. Mm-hmm. Like That's an odd mix of writing. But of course, you know, I don't I don't know what he did before Armageddon, so a job's a job <laughs> as well. But it's a, a diverse portfolio of origin story. Very diverse, yeah. Hmm. That's good though. It shows he has range. Or whatever. Not sure I wanted to see this range, but I guess he didn't do anything with the sequels. <laughs> Just like Ted Levine. Yeah. <laughs> do you guys have like a favorite death that you remember from either of these movies that stood out to you? Uh, uh, oh, go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. Yeah, the one when the credits started. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. <laughs> Ash, let me ask you this. What was yeah. worse? Wrong turn. Damn it, I do it again. <laughs> Joy Ride 2 or the American remake of Martyrs? Are you asking me which one was worse? Yeah. American remake of Martyrs. Ooh. Okay. Because that, that was disrespectful right there. High praise for Joy Ride 2 coming straight from Ash. I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess in that aspect, at least Joy Ride 2 is an original IP. <laughs> Versus, it was supposed to be a remake of um, Foreign Classic. Right. But before we talk about our favorite kills, can I just, I put something in my notes that zoned me out. The beginning, hmm. the opening scene of this film, the second one, mm-hmm. we're shown a prostitute <laughs> and she, oh my gosh. I mean, I understand prostitutes, they're very eager to make the monies to get the job done. But I'm like, is she that stupid? And then her wig. 
I could tell who it was with the wig. I felt bad. And even my mom said the same thing. She's like, who is that? She's like, I... <laughs> she was just like, is that a wig? What What is yeah. this? And like, she, I mean, the only way she could have got out of that truck was through the the window, but. <laughs> yeah, um, that was odd. It was. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, like. I would say, like, my criticism, another criticism I had with the first film was, I guess, the way the the, the women characters were portrayed. It just felt mm-hmm. like there wasn't a woman in the writer's room at all. Like, that's how it felt to me. Versus the second one, the female leads were given more power, more autonomy. But then you still had, like, this, this sex worker get killed at the beginning of, some, like you said, actually, something, a really stupid interaction. Um, I almost movie. felt like she didn't know she was a sex worker. <laughs> like, this said, it's her first she time got in the truck and started saying stuff because she figures that's what he wants to hear. But she just wanted to warm up. She's like, "Give us a fun. A fun job is put it out on this. This I'm like, "Girl, you too eager." And like, out of all the truckers that were at that truck stop, she instantly went after Rusty Nail. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was fine. I will give her that. Yeah, sure. yeah. <laughs> but that wig was not doing it, honey. Uh-uh. Poor thing. Oh. So crazy. She lost her head. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of giving head. Like... <laughs> <laughs> but yes, to answer your question, one of my favorite kills that I'm glad that that happened was Nick's because he got on my damn nerves. Yeah. Yeah, then, same here. I also believe Bobby did not deserve all that that hurt was that was ca- caused upon him. He did not deserve that. I felt bad for his character. Yeah, I remember thinking this is excessive. <laughs> I get it, Rusty Bells. Calm down though. Like take a chill. <laughs> You gonna cut his finger off? You gonna brand him? You gonna knock him out? Like, dang! He's mine. <laughs> Just <laughs> he needs to get a life. So, what do we rate Joyride one out of out of four? No, I'm sorry, out of five. Um, that's um, the pink champagne. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Wait, how many was it again? Five. Five. You go first, Gray. Me go first on the pink champagne. I give it three <laughs> solid glasses of French champagne. Um, yeah, I feel confident with that. Uh, Paul Walker hadn't found his niche in acting yet, but he always makes up for it in looks. That is so <laughs> mean. <laughs> Did oh. you not see him in Tammy and the T Rex? Oh my god! Oh, I just watched that like a couple days ago. Oh my gosh! The nut grab hurt. Yes. <laughs> oh, the nut grab. <laughs> I'm watching this movie like he was so beautiful. My gosh! But damn. But we have Steve, Steve Zahn, who was very attractive as well. He just looks super young in this one, and it's like it's mind blowing. Of like, he aged up real quick. Mm-hmm. Steve's 
still looks good, you know. Oh yeah, not not mad at the way he aged. He's uh, got some dreamy eyes. Mm-hmm. Every time I hear his name, I think of Daddy Daycare. <laughs> like we'll that's the first that. role. Yes, that's the first role I can think of. That the Eddie Murphy movie? Uh huh. I don't think I've ever seen that. Oh, it's so cute. Is it cute or is it funny? It's it's cute and funny, but it's mainly cute. Okay. Okay. Because I was going to drop an edible and watch a movie tonight, but maybe I won't watch that. I think you should just go ahead and watch Wrong Turn since you keep bringing it up. <laughs> I know. I keep bringing it up. <laughs> it up. I think, I, yeah, I think that's a clue, a hint. <laughs> but for me, Joyride out of five glasses of pink champagne. I'm gonna give it a, a solid three. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a fun film, even though I had my issues with it. It's still a fun film. I feel like um if you're just looking for something to watch to pass time, something that's not too excessive, like you have a nice mixture of thriller and intense and all that stuff this is a, a, a great film to go with and I feel like you don't hear a lot of people talk about it so that's why that was one of the main reasons why I wanted us to talk about the film so I feel like it's definitely worth a watch Devin what say you I give it you know I would give it a solid three pink champagnes as well it it's entertaining, and there's no reason to give it anything higher than three. But there's also no real reason to give anything lower than three. It, it, it's, it's, it's fine. It's good. It's enjoyable. Totally recommend it. It's a classic. Yeah, yeah like, good. I enjoyed revisiting it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a good early thousand thriller horror film. You, en- you enjoyed watching Joyride? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yes, it was joyful, joyful. Better than Act <laughs> 2. That brings me so much joy hearing that. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm just going to ride this out to the next one. <laughs> uh, I guess we'll stop. All right, well then, uh, Ash, how about Joyride 2? How, how does that want to make you feel? <sighs> okay. So, Joyride 2, how shall we rate it? Out of mm, out of fingers, maybe. Oh, we're choosing <laughs> measurement tool, of? huh? Okay. So, out of uh, five severed fingers, I would give it a one point five. Mm. One point five, and I'm being nice. Severed fingers. <laughs> if you would like to see Nick Nick Zano topless. For like two minutes of the film, this is your film. I'm surprised he doesn't have like a bigger career. Like he's known, he's a steadily working actor, but I feel like instead of a Chris Pratt, I'd rather watch Nick Zano. Yeah, I feel for him because I mean, I remember him from What I Like About You. I freaking love that show, and I'm so excited because it's streaming on HBO Max. But that's where I was introduced to him. And I just feel like everything he's been in, especially like TV series, they just fall short. 
yeah. they always end up getting canceled. So, I mean, he's not a bad actor. He just, I'm going to need him to think about some of his roles. He needs to differentiate. I remember yeah. the first thing I ever saw him in, it was a TV show on MTV called Movie House. And it it wasn't like a reality show. It was more like a news thing or whatever for the MTV crowd where they were just going to the movie theater and just interviewing people, say, hey, this movie is coming out. How did you like it? And, and But he was the host. And I remember thinking back then, oh, he's cute. And the next thing I know, he's in all these acting roles. Oh, Nothing like spectacular yet, though. But yeah. I knew nothing about him whatsoever yeah. when i looked him up i saw that he's a superhero now so at least he found steady work that's good good for him what was that show um heroes of tomorrow or something like that a cw show yeah, yeah legends of okay. tomorrow okay yeah but, but I, I, I do I feel bad that <laughs> yeah i did i watched like a couple of episodes but i always also felt bad because it feels like he was being typecasted like as like the eye candy mm-hmm. or like the douche or whatever. Cause like what was that? The Final Destination movie, his character was just pointless. It was just like a player who just decided yeah. to like screw a random chick at a pool and then he gets his intestines suck out of him in the bottom of the pool. But loved it. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was pretty good in happy endings. I missed that show. I'd have to revisit that. I don't even remember him in it. It's streaming on all the streaming platforms, including Netflix now. Fair. All right, Devin, how many severed fingers are you giving this? this Um, One finger, and it's the middle finger. (laughs) (laughs) I like what you did there, sir. That is very clever. I... Myself could not agree with you more, although I think I would like to give this a circumcision because I think there should have been some editing before they started. Like editing the script and editing the budget or what? Uh, The script for sure. Like, I don't think this is a film people need it. (laughs) Somehow it's still got a sequel. Like, as good as Joy, the first Joyride is, I don't think anybody was like, hey, I want to see the further adventures of Rusty Nails. Let's do some sequels. Like, I don't think anybody was clamoring for that. Yeah, precisely. Because I don't know what Fast and Furious Paul was on, but it was enough to be like, "Mm, I'm going to ride this franchise out instead of going down that lane. Yeah. Yeah, because this came out the same year as the first Fast and Furious, so he's in two car-heavy movies in the same year. Oh, I I didn't even realize they were the same year, but I think you have a good point. Oh, what about you? Nothing about Fast and Furious. <laughs> My mom saw part nine uh, yesterday, and I said, hey, mom, how was it? Because she's never seen any others. So how was Fast Nine? She was it was awful. What was there were all these cars? I don't know what movie she thought she was seeing, but she um <laughs> she, she didn't like Fast Nine. She said there was all these cars. <laughs> there were all these cars. My mom, who's in her seventies, did not like Fast Nine. So oh. I was quite shocked. Damn. <laughs> she really gave the perfect answer. Like that is the answer I could get behind. Too many cars. There's too many cars. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, 
Mm. Well, I'm glad we're not doing part three. I'm glad we we skipped that one. Yeah, four dollars didn't ruin our <laughs> summer. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of like rude that we we cover the first two and not the third one. <laughs> like, ah, but. Oh, well, well it's kind of rude that the second two came after the first one. <laughs> <laughs> disrespect begets disrespect. <laughs> well, I think that is going to do it for us. Ash, you have a podcast, right? Do I? I'm just kidding. Yes, I do. And it's called Rise from the Dead Podcast, where myself and a special guest review lesser-known horror gems, and we decide if the film should rise from the dead or stay buried. So I'm actually in the process of editing my newest episode now, so I'm hope by the time this episode drops, it should be available. And I'm reviewing the film Phantom of the Mall, Eric's Revenge. Yes. With the awesome I... stand the mechanic, aka John. Oh, yes. oh, I follow him on Twitter. I was like, wait, I he is awesome. I, mm-hmm. I was like, cool. that is a long name. It took a second. <laughs> <laughs> the Phantom of the fucking what? <laughs> Phantom of the Mall. Uh cool. And um I know for people listening right now, Pride has just ended, but in celebration of Pride finale. Devin, you opened your OnlyFans account, right? Oh, I did. Hey, hey. I am in the top 15% right now. And <laughs> if you pay the monthly subscri- subscription of $9.99, I will unlock some exclusive photos for you. Oh. So be sure to support Devin in all his endeavors. Yes. Okay, we're just kidding. I do not have an OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> you got no people money. like on their laptops like... I mean, no what? <laughs> okay, I'm sparing the world from that. So, yeah. <laughs> Is that one word all together? Is it separate? <laughs> yeah, you can find me on not on OnlyFans, but you can find me on Twitter, which at this point is becoming OnlyFans. I don't know. I got some things in my timeline that kind of threw me for a loop. But, um. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I don't know who it is. I just saw like I was on Twitter the other yesterday and just on my regular timeline, I need you Jesse. There's like porn there. And like who is it? like somebody retweeted porn. And I'm like, oh. I didn't. <laughs> That's was that happened to me before. I was like, It's like was I oh, so- drunk Twitter last night? <laughs> <laughs> Same and you see the person who liked it, you're like, Oh, you nasty. <laughs> like it's so <laughs> explicit. I don't think people know that. They when you like stuff, it appears in other people's feet. I think people right. feed. That's how Army Hammer got caught up the first time. Mm. Um, yeah. Um, but I'm on Twitter and Instagram and I need you Jesse. And then you can also find me on my website at I need you Is that it? Well, I feel like I'm forgetting something. Uh you know, if you're other places, we wanna know. No. There? That's oh. it. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually trying to think like where else am I? It's like I enjoy a dramatic pause as much as <laughs> we I just um I mean this is way past by the time this airs, but um the last weekend of Pride was um there was a um event called Fright Gown 
which was hosting a bunch of uh, queer horror shorts and queer horror films. And so on Sunday the 27th, myself and Nay from Attack of the Queer Wolf and Mark from um, uh, Friday the 13th, we were hosting a, lot, a virtual watch party of Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. So that was pretty fun. And, and proceeds went to, yeah, and proceeds went to the Transgender Law um, Foundation, which was awesome. So we had a lot of fun with that. Where the hell was I? Uh, Sunday? Yeah. The 27th? Yeah. I saw Bobby and Brian post something about what they were doing. They did theirs, I think, Saturday. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. Sorry. But yeah, it was fun. Well, that's going to do it for us. Another episode in the books. Happy summer, beginning of summer. I'm sorry that this episode may have been a bummer. Look at that ride. (laughs) (laughs) Until next time. Good night, folks. See ya. Good night.